She's a mother, she's a fighter, hard worker, she's a beast. Advocating for the mothers, call it mom, book a seat. Hey, make it happen, do whatever for her family. Never doubt her, got the power, this is mom, book a seat. Woo! Hey, hey, what's up? It's me, Y. And Nick. And we are making an oath to the Boys Arrest. Welcome to Mamba Kid Mob. All right, guys. So this one is going to be a little different. So we're going to talk about relationships because I think, what, this is our third episode? Fourth. What? Our fourth episode? Fourth episode. What, 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 what? Okay, so see, there you go, the mommy brain. And so... um. We've talked a lot already about what it feels like to parent children with unique abilities and, you know, the diagnosis and all that stuff. And now we kind of want to talk about relationships because Nikki's story is a little different than mine's. So I was a serial dater. I had left Boston and moved to Atlanta and enjoyed the hell out of my 20s. And then when I became 34, I realized that having a kid might not be on the agenda because my eggs were old and not doing what the hell they were supposed to be doing. So over those years, I did get asked to be married. I just wasn't in a hurry to get married. And uh, now my journey is that I am not in a relationship, nor was I in a relationship when Ava was born. So I'm completely solo. And the difficulties is having a relationship after special needs. Mm. I feel like it's hard to have a relationship with men who are not these children's father in, in any circumstance. But having a child who doesn't talk and is very vulnerable is very my high priority mm. to bringing men into her life. Mm. So if I, I really, really, really have to trust you because if you hurt that baby, I'm going to jail. It's sure. going to be five to 10, you know what I'm Tell saying? Em. Or 20 or life if you hurt that baby. And molestation and things in our community happens a great deal. You know, I've been molested and it was by a family member. So it's not that you can even trust family, to be honest. Mm. Um so I have been on like dating websites or whatever. And it's so funny because I hold on point. The first thing I say is, yes, I have a special needs child. Because why am I going to talk to you if that isn't something you want to deal with or discuss? And also me being an older mom, a lot of guys don't want women with younger kids. They assume mm. like my age, these kids would be older or grown or halfway out the house. And that's not the case. And also, because I'm a single mom with limited time, I don't have a lot of time today. So when you meet people on that line nowadays, they're like, oh, let's go to coffee on Wednesday. Oh, no, I'm getting home <laughs> to do what I have to do. So um, dating is not impossible if you have a village, to be honest. Yeah. But what is the problem is for me is that I don't want to invest too much and someone who hasn't taken the time to get to know me because I feel my babysitting times are very valuable to me. Mm -hmm. So I really got to like you to plan a babysitter for me to venture out. But I feel like I would be the same even if she wasn't special needs. Mm -hmm. But special needs adds a greater layer to yeah. it. It's so funny. One of my exes who asked me to marry him, 
he's probably going to be on the, listen to the podcast. We were talking and he's like, oh, you know, we could have worked out or whatever. He's like, well, don't let me move to Boston. So you never know. We'll, we'll keep it open. Well, for me, I've been with my son's father for, what, the boys are 10, and we were together three years prior to the boys. So we've been together for 13 years. Um, We're not married. Honestly, I'm not, like, the big married type of person. You know, I'm not into all of that. Um, Not even into flowers, you know what I mean? (laughs) Truth be told. Um, And so... We, um, we come from two different backgrounds. Um, you know, I grew up in a two parent household, you know, his situation is a little bit different, you know, a lot of, um, roughness around the edges, you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, a lot of trauma, you know what I mean? And so when I met him, he was just so different, um, very attentive, you know, un- really understood and have conversation, was a guy of his home. Um, and so, you know, I appreciated that because well, not too many guys are homebodies. And, you know, he believes in, in family and what, you know, the priority about family. And I, I love that about him. Um, but at the same time, I'm the one that does it all, right? So I'm the mom, like I said in the last episode, I'm the one at all the meetings, literally um, appointments. I was the one when the boys got sick, I'm the one sitting in the emergency room to three, four o'clock in the morning to get home to maybe have an hour of sleep to then get up to go to work. You know what I mean? Um, So I was that mom and like I was talking before in the last episode, I went a very long time re- resenting him, um, resenting him bad. Like, and we, like any other relationship, you know, we've gone through a lot of highs. We've gone through a lot of lows. Um, and it's been difficult. And as we're getting older and the boys are getting older, it's so weird that we're in different spaces of actually understanding what it feels like to have a real conversation where there was no real conversations happening before. You know, it was more like, I'm mad at you, don't talk to me, you don't, I don't talk to you, or we shut down, or we're doing little, honestly, petty stuff to get back at each other, to kind of annoy each other even more, Um, which was, it was just horrible. And incorporating that energy while also parenting two children with different unique abilities, you know, it's been, it's been a roller coaster ride. And um, to me, I always kind of refer to myself as a single mom in a relationship because to this day I'm still front and center parent teacher conference you know school related events um you know doctor's appointment all that stuff I'm the one that's there all the time and you know when he attend I remember last year he went to one of the parent teacher conference and you know he's there they're talking to him and next thing you know it, we get the report cards and totally different 
than what they was talking to us that day. And he goes, but that's not what they were saying. I said, yo, that's what I've been trying to explain to you this whole time. This is why you always, you, you complain to me about jihadism. Do you really have to go there? Do you really have to ask these questions? Do you always have to email these people? Do you really? <laughs> yes, I do. This is the reason why. And he goes, I get it. So at, I think at that point he was like, Jada, you know what? You got this. <laughs> This is all you. You do what you do. And, you know, they can call me when I need to put them in check. I'm like, all right, bet. You know, that's the understanding. But now we're different. I think we're having better conversations. Um, and I think it's honestly really coming because of age. You know what I mean? Um, and understanding that we have to find a fine balance of communicating with each other because we have kids and we have to show our kids what that looks like but you know the resentment I don't for me I don't think it's going to go anywhere because I feel that for so long I've I've had to do so much I put my career on hold um that I'm still mad about that. You know what I mean? Even though I may I have been able to kind of find other ways to kind of deal with those feelings by starting my own nonprofit and all that great stuff, which has been amazing. But the fact that I had to put my career on hold has troubled me for a long, long time. And so uh, I think that the part of us growing now is that when I have to go and be a boisterous mom, he allows me to do that. You know what I mean? He allows me to, you know, attend all these meetings and be out of the house more often than not. And he having to kind of step up to the plate and do homework time and, you know, take the kids to basketball and do all of that. You know, he's able to do that now where before he wasn't able to do that because even in his previous job, he was working Saturday. So he's working Monday through Saturday. So I'm with these kids Monday through Saturday and his day off is Sunday. So he wants to lay back and chill, play video games. And I'm like, no, tag, you're in, because I'm with these kids Monday through Friday. Like, I want to just lay in the bed and watch some Lifetime shows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let me just watch some Lifetime. And it's it's been a difficult one, and I'm hoping that he'll get on one of the podcasts and talk about our journey, um, because this, he's a little reserved. You know, he's more, you know, he doesn't want people in, in his business. Yeah, he don't want people in his business but I also think that he has such an amazing story to tell and and us growing in two different um environments and different experiences I think will tell all about you know our strength of being able to kind of manage this relationship even when we were both like don't I don't like you very much and I don't want to be with you you know what I mean um and going through all those feelings and but still making sure that our kids were on the forefront, you know, and where, you know, for Nikki, it's different. Like you decided to be a mom by yourself, like by choice. And when she, I, I remember when I first met her and she told me that, and I was like, yo, that's different. <laughs> well, it's funny because out of all the moms in the mommy group, I'm the only single one, to be mm -hmm. honest. I'm not the only single mother, but the ones who show up. And, you know, it's funny. I come from, like, living in Atlanta and us going out as females to meet men. And then I'm sitting at a bar with all these women who have men. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's not the goal 
to go out looking for a man. Like if it happens, it happens, but that's not the goal. The goal is to commiserate and talk to each other. It's so funny how our stories overlap, even though they have somebody at home with them. Like mm -hmm. and it's, it's an age old story that the man falls back and the mother takes charge mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. I think my difference is I don't even have anybody to really have those conversations with. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I feel it was doing this. What do you feel? How do you see it? I don't have anybody firmly invested in this child as another parent mm -hmm. to have those conversations. And I did sign up for that. And the funny thing is I'm not a victim, which, you know, I felt really interesting that people felt some kind of way about me being a single mother by choice that that's an issue opposed to some man just leaving me and then I'm a victim. So that makes it okay. Like, why do you have to live your life in a victimhood situation? Mm -hmm. Like, and I said to my cousin, cause I was feeling sad one day. I was like, I wish she had a dad. She was, he told me, he was like, even if you had a partner, doesn't mean she'd have a dad. Like, you know, um, parent is an action word. And there's a lot of parents that don't uphold those actions mm -hmm. regardless, you know, if they were there from day one or not there at all. So I, I stopped taking that scarlet letter off my back of her not having a dad and just be the best mom I can be. But it is interesting to listen to the dynamics of the couples in the situation that not all of them have it easy either. Like there was definitely a woman I met and it seemed like it was either her or him. He worked, she worked nights, he worked days, and they're not really seeing each other in mm -hmm. one car, you know. Mm -hmm. So the struggle is real for both sides. Mm -hmm. and, you know, my, and I can see how the single mom side could be a struggle, but also if I was a single mom with more family that helped, mm -hmm. that's another thing. I don't have a lot of family that helped. But mm -hmm. even, um, Couples, sometimes they don't have a lot of family that helps and Some people have a big-ass family that helps them all the time. Mm -hmm. It really depends on how your village is. But there's also a difference in your village is that you can't... I don't feel comfortable dropping off my special needs child to other mm -hmm. parents with special needs kids. Nope. Like, it's one thing if Ava was a special needs and I drop her off and they're just playing with the other kids mm -hmm. and you can work it like that. But I can't see dropping her off to another special needs parent unless it's an emergency for them to be changing diapers mm. and that and i mean yeah that, and that's true and also utilizing your family you know um i know my relationship with a lot of my friends are different i know that a lot of people are like jada like you're kind of MIA, but I get a lot of the texts of my friends to say, you're such an amazing mom. You know what I mean? And I appreciate that. But then there's a big part of me that's like, yo, I miss like going out to eat with my friends and having a cocktail. You know what I mean? Like I just miss that. But then it's like, what am I going to talk about? I'm going to talk about public school system sucks and they need to be reformed and they need to be led by parents and parents only and the students i mean i can go on about that but that's gonna be like okay jada like all right or do i talk about feeling like 
I've been in a relationship for 13 years. I've been a mom, 10 out of those. And, you know, I just want to be able to go use the bathroom without somebody knocking on the door. Mom, mom, I'm hungry. Okay. Uh, mom, I want a snack. Okay. Can I finish using the bathroom and we can talk about this? You know what I mean? Um, or the question is, where is your father? There's two people in this household and there's another person. Go talk to that guy. Like, don't come always talking to me. Um, but I think that, you know, the relationship part is really, really, really hard because no matter if you, you could be with your partner, at least for me, you could be with your partner for a long time. But when you're parenting children with unique challenges, I think that people are, you know, you have adults who are trying to get to know themselves and they're trying to push through hurdles and they want to still define themselves and they have all these goals and dreams that they want to achieve but they also got two little people or other or children that they have to also think about in that process and how many of those dreams and goals can you achieve that doesn't get in the way of you actually being a caregiver and a provider and and so you know i've learned to understand my role as a mom and also understand his role as a father and what he brings to the table because I can want him to be the active dad the dad that knows all the policies and procedures and I can want him to know all of that you know but is am I making him do something that that's not that it's not something that he wants to do. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, do I take on that role and he takes on the role to making sure that he has my back when I don't feel like, you know, stepping up and being like, boys, not today. Like, boys, like, I'm not going to tell you for the 10th umpteen time to clean your room or wash your hands when you get out the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like, understanding those relationships are critical and but it's not even just being in like a relationship with with a, a significant other it's also relationship building with other people you know i know for me i've struggled maintaining relationships because when i see people you know complaining about certain things or talking about other things and i'm like you you have it great like that's that's good you're able to travel it's good that you're able to go out when you want to it's it's good that you're able to go out to eat as often as you could that's good i don't really have that ability everything i have to plan i have to plan it out and if i'm gonna travel which is really i have to plan those travels like a year and a half or almost two years in advance to make payments on those things you know what i mean and then thinking about Am I going to travel somewhere where they don't have french fries and chicken nuggets? And the kid's going to be like, I want to go home and we're in a whole different country. No, bro, we can't just hop on a bus or Uber back home. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's, it's so many things. And then the other part about relationship is relationship with your child. I don't know how it is, but the relationship part with your child has been so it's been really like a, a, a awakening for me because 
I remember when I started going through this process, I had to learn who my son really was. And not that textbook smart stuff either. You know what I mean? Like reading the diagnosis on, on, on Google and researching all this on Google. And then, okay, my kid is all of those. Instead of saying, all right, well, what does this mean for my son? And how, you know, how do I help my son through all of this? You know what I mean? So you have to literally build a relationship with your child to understand even what resources or services are going to benefit your child. You can have literally every resource in a world, but is it going to be effective for your child? And then that, and talking about that, now you got to build relationship with service providers. And let me tell you guys something, sometimes some service providers, I'm like, you need to get up out of my house. Like, you don't know, you don't know nothing. Oh, and there's times that I've met people that I'm like, I want to hug you. I want to put you in my pocket. Can you live with us? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that relationship building, when you are overwhelmed and you have a million and one things on your mind, is freaking difficult because you it, it, it's breaking down conversations and I don't know about Nikki but I know sometimes I overthink a lot of stuff you know and, and I have conversations with people and then I'm like what are they really trying to say you know what I mean or even in my relationship like okay he made this comment what does this really mean instead of me just going out right and say yo what are you trying to say you know um and, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, because kind of going back to my personal relationship is he says that I'm not confrontational. I'm not confrontational in certain situations with relationships with him or like my friendships and stuff like that. But I will get confrontational with people that are servicing my child. I have no problem saying what needs to be said in a very diplomatic way. And addressing situations that I need to address. But on the other hand, I, you know, I kind of dance around certain topics. And, you know, I don't know. But relationships are interesting, to say the least, when you are trying to learn as a parent to understand who you are, where you are in your life, what things you want to talk to, who do you want to talk to about these things. And so, you know, I think me... And my significant other are actually in a different space than we've ever been in a long, long time. Um, because I honestly, for a while, always thought like, I don't think we're going to make it through all of this. But I, I, seeing that the boys are getting bigger now, um, we're still on top of them, but it's not diaper changing. Uh, I kind of fell back a little bit on trying to get all these resources and providers and all that stuff because I just got kind of tired of dealing with all of that too. So we have resources, we have service providers, but to a limitation. Um, and, you know, just kind of identifying where I want to use my energy at. You know what I mean? Like, and, and now that I'm getting older, my energy is everything to me. You know what I mean? And kind of like Nikki said, is like when we get around other parents who understand the struggle, it feels like the conversation can just happen. And when you're with your significant other, you're, you guys are in a good space, you guys can talk about that. And, and it's a healthy conversation, you know, but I don't know. Like, what do you, what, what do you think? Um, I think you brought up a good point, like the relationship with your kid. Mm -hmm. And I'm more earlier in the struggle than she is because my child is just five. She hasn't really even been in school yet. 
But the point of relationship with your kid, you know, that really struck me because my daughter's more than a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. She's a five-year-old. She is my child. Mm -hmm. And I try to have special moments with her that has nothing to do with autism. Like to laugh and giggle and tickle her and mm -hmm. enjoy being a freaking parent. I think mm -hmm. at first, when I first got that diagnosis, all I could think about what is she learning? What am I teaching? Mm -hmm. Is she have the tablet too damn long? Like it was all these things mm -hmm. about beating myself down for being a bad parent in one way or another or not doing what I should be doing. And I'm like, I need to let her be a kid. Let mm -hmm. her be a kid and enjoy being her mother. How about that? Like enjoy being her mother. And no, we don't go to a lot of places because she has anxiety, but mm -hmm. we can have just as much fun in our house, you know? For <laughs> real. Right. Sometimes that's better. I didn't grow up going a lot of places as a child. Usually it had a lot to do with money or parents that are working and tired on the weekends or whatever, but... You know, nowadays people take their kids a whole bunch of places. That's not the reality I grew up with. Yeah. So sitting in the yeah. house and enjoying your child, you know, and that's another thing. Parents didn't play with us when we were kids either. <laughs> if you didn't have a neighbor, because I'm my only child too, a neighbor or a cousin or whatever, parents weren't sitting down playing board games, at least not in my house. Not so in my house either. I do take the time to enjoy being a mother and enjoy being her mother, you know, even mm -hmm. and not always have to put autism as the first thing yeah. like what are we going to do our homework on the speech device like yeah. we'll yeah. get to it like we didn't do it this week okay we'll get to it next week <laughs> for real and yeah is is that part of saying all right well you know um today this is how my feelings are feeling and this is what is going to get done today and you know but also like the other part about relationships too though nikki is Dealing with your family. <laughs> OMG. And that might be a whole new episode, right? Right. But, you know, dealing with your family and that relationship with your family when you're kind of going through all this and you're like deciphering things totally different and they view things totally different than you do. You know, I don't know, man. But this, this episode is just kind of touching upon, you know... The relationships as parents who are either single, who are in a relationship, and also parenting children with unique abilities is is difficult. Difficult because, like we keep saying, it's an isolating, isolated. It's isolating. You feel isolated. Um, and so, you know, me for right now, and I'm gonna just say for right now because things can change in five minute like I can go home and he can be in you know his underwears might be in a bunch because you know we here recording the podcast and you know he's in a house with the kids so I might come in the house and be like oh here we go you know what I mean like let me regroup before I have to cuss this guy out you know what I mean and so you know I don't know you know relationship is a ongoing process and you know it is very important to build those relationships with those people that are in your inner circle and you know and making sure that you reach out you know what i mean when you need those supports so this episode is about to come to an end but i wanted to say if you have anything you want us to talk about reach out on our social medias boston girl tv autism sprinter both have um Instagrams, and we also have a Mama Kit Mom Instagram if you yeah. want to check that out. Yeah, yeah, check us out, man. So, this episode's 
to end. And so, like she said, you know, reach out to us. You can also leave us a message here on Anchor, right? right. If you want to, you have any questions. I mean, remember, guys, we're new to this podcasting game. So we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to make it work. We just know that we have a lot of things that we want to talk about as parents and children with unique abilities and simply being parents and mommies of color, navigating, you know, special needs and, and just being women and working mothers and all that jazz. And so, you know, we just want to talk about it. And if you want to be our sponsor, reach out for that too. We will for be real? En entering sponsors <laughs> for real? somewhere in these mid rolls of this stuff. So we're Seriously. learning. We're learning. We're learning. So thank you for listening. And we will see you guys soon. And again, this is Y and Nikki. And we're making an oath to be boisterous. She's a mother, she's a fighter, hard worker, she's a beast. Advocating for the mothers, call it mom, but can see. Hey, make it happen, do whatever for her family. Never doubt her, got the power, this is mom, but can see. Woo!